When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. What is going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Bravo by Gaze. I am your host, Larry. Happy Friday. What a freaking week it's been. We have so much to talk about. I hope you guys had a great week. Mine was great with the only exception of the fact that my beloved Buffalo Bills lost the game on Monday night, but that's okay. Our home opener is this Sunday, so hopefully things will turn around. But we have so much to talk about. I want to do a recap of Salt Lake City with you because it was their second episode. It was so good. And after that, we just have like a list of hot topics that we have to go through because since we last talked, so much has happened that I can't wait to like discuss it with you guys. So we are just going to get right into it and start off with our Salt Lake City recap. All right. So Salt Lake City is back, guys. We got the second episode of this season, and it did not disappoint, let me tell you, from (laughs) beginning. And then it really kind of like picked up in the middle towards the end. There was so much that happened. So like Monica dropped another bomb, I mean, we're learning that, like, Heather doesn't like Angie K. Could Meredith also not like Angie K? There's so much I want to talk about. So we started off this episode with Meredith and Lisa. If you remember, at the end of last week's episode, Meredith had pulled Lisa aside and said she wanted to get together with her just um, to have a talk and kind of, like, get over their issues over the past, like, year or two and see if that they see if they can move on. So we start this episode with the two of them going on their walk. They didn't look like they were going on a walk. Well, at least Meredith didn't. I didn't know she was like going to a fashion show or some type of event, but she showed up in like these metallic blue pants and this like blue feathered like coat i don't know what the hell she was wearing but you know what i'm here for it she likes to dip into the fashion and like take the risks with that lisa on the other hand she was there to go on a walk she was just wearing her like bright green bubble coat and like some leggings or whatnot um i'm actually happy that these two ladies met because in the beginning of salt lake city The two of them, you could tell, really did have, like, a genuine friendship. And they fell off. Like, 
The wheels fell off. Obviously, Lisa had her hot mic moment heard around the world. And I didn't think that there would ever be a point where Meredith would forgive her and the two would be able to move forward. But at least here we are where they're making the attempt to do so. Who's to say if it's going to last? But at least they're making strides towards going like in the right direction. They uh, started talking about their kids and how Chloe is graduating college and Jack is graduating high school and Henry is like a senior in elementary school, which I didn't know like that was a thing. I really just thought like you went from elementary school to middle school, but Lisa thinks she has two seniors and we're just going to let her say whatever she wants because... I mean, guys, she's the queen, right? Um, Lisa then opens out, or Lisa then opens up about how Jack is deferring from going to college and he's going to go on his mission. And she has, it seems like she kind of like, she is supportive, obviously, because it's her son, but it doesn't really sound like that's like what she wanted him to do. I mean, we don't know, like, the workings of, like, the conversations they maybe had as a family. But it doesn't really sound like that was her number one choice of something he should do after high school. And we'll get into a little bit later, but his mission comes up again. So it seems like it's going to be a hot topic of this season. And we know that he already left, right? He left last week, I believe, to go. To go where? Nobody knows. So... They talk about like the, their children and obviously Jack going on this mission. And then they finally get into the reason that they're on this walk, which is to make progress forward in their friendship and kind of try and put everything behind them and move forward like on a new path. And Lisa just wants progression. She doesn't want to go backwards. And they're hoping that they can move like they're hoping that they can like move forward in the best way possible, which like I said, I hope that they can maintain this and actually go through with it because the two of them have like such a long history that you would hate to see like a friendship break up or anything like that. Just because of some stuff that happened on a reality show. Does it make great TV for us? Obviously we love the drama. We love the fights, but you still hope that they can like maintain relationships off of the show. So, I mean, let's see guys, we don't know what is going to happen with them. Do you guys think that Lisa and Meredith can move forward in their friendship? Or do you think that there will always be that moment in the back of Meredith's mind of like that hot mic moment or like all of these things that she thinks Lisa did to her? Um, do you think that they'll be able to move forward in their friendship? Or do you think that it's kind of a lost cause? I want to hear from you guys. So drop it in the comments and let me know what you think. Because, guys, I really hope that they're going to be good. Like, because I would love to just, like, see them as, like, a dynamic duo on the show. So, again, let me know what your thoughts are on that. After the girls have their walk Whitney and Heather meet up at this like I want was it a salon I think it's yeah I think it was like a salon um 
and they're, they'd start discussing like their event that they had and what their thoughts were on it and all of that. I got the impression that Whitney was like a little apprehensive when like it comes, or she is being apprehensive, like when it comes to Heather, obviously because they had their fallout. So she's probably just kind of like a little bit weary of like what she says around her. So I don't know, like it just felt a little uncomfortable for me. Like it was like they didn't like, obviously we saw them on the girls trip and like now they're filming. It just still seemed a little uncomfortable for them to be having a scene one-on-one together because it didn't really seem like we got any resolution. And although we want to see them move forward, well, do we? I mean, do we want to see them move forward? I don't know. Um, It just felt a little different. Like, seeing Lisa and Meredith talk, like, get together and talk, like, seemed fine. Like, it seemed natural to me. Like, they should have done it. Seeing these two meet up, I just got like a little like, mm, like this just doesn't like seem right. Like I feel like they're not there yet. But like again, she just seemed very apprehensive about the whole entire situation. Um, and they get to talking about like who was invited to their like mimosa brunch event thing that they did last week. And Heather says that she only invited Whitney, Meredith, and Lisa. So everybody else that went came as a guest of somebody else. And this is where we really get to see Heather talk about how she doesn't really care for Angie K. And we learned that like they went to high school together and all of this stuff. Um, but it's a little, it's a little weird to me. Like, why don't you like her? And we'll get to that in a little bit, but, They then get into talking about Jack going on this mission. And Heather is, like, curious about Jack's, like, motivation behind going on this mission. And she thinks that he won't come back the person that, like, Lisa may want him to be. And this is where it kind of gets into, like murky water territory. Like, why are you so concerned about what Lisa's son's motivation is behind this, like, religious mission that he's taking? Like, we get it. You are, like, deeming yourself, like, the bad Mormon. And it really seems like, kind of throughout this episode, like, she really thinks that, like, she's, like, the authority on what, like, Mormonism is or, like, how people portray themselves like in Mormonism. And I think it just gets a little sticky when she starts questioning the motive of one of the other lady's children. And I don't think that's going to end well for her because I think it's going to turn around and bite her in the ass later down like the season. And uh, I just wish she would talk directly to Lisa about this instead of, talking to Whitney. Like, you guys haven't really talked that much. Again, it seemed like a little weird that you guys got together. And, like, this is what you chose to talk to her about. I wouldn't be surprised if Whitney tells Lisa what Heather said. 
because I feel like that's just something Whitney would do, but also like Whitney knows her job on the show and she probably would tell her to like, see how Lisa would react and handle the situation. But also like Heather, like was trying to like get Whitney's like thoughts on the situation. And I thought that Whitney handled it like extremely well she said that, like, she doesn't want to speak on behalf of the family. Like, it's not her position. Like, it's for her to say anything in regards to it. So I thought that she handled that really well. And she didn't feed in to Heather trying to get Whitney to, like, maybe say something that could have been taken, like, a different way. So kudos to you, Whitney, because I felt like she was almost trying to, like, bait you for a second, trying to get a comment out for, like out of you that like you didn't want. And also like this seems like such an adult decision for Jack. And I don't know if he was 17 or 18 at the time that he made this decision, but ultimately it's like what he wants to do in the path that like he wants to move forward in, in life after high school. So I feel like you should respect the decision that he makes. Granted, maybe you don't agree with it and it wouldn't be the path that like maybe your children would want to take, but you should still respect it. But also we've seen in previous seasons that Heather is raising her girls in the Mormon church. So what if it was one of her daughters that, wanted to go on a mission and that was the path that they took because Heather said that she also went on a mission. So I feel like she really shouldn't be involving herself in this topic of conversation because it's not her child because who's to say what one of her children are going to want to do that like down the line. But I have a feeling that this topic is not over and it's going to get Heather into some trouble Because once Lisa gets wind of this, you know how she is. She's a mama bear. She is going to, I feel like, attack and, like, go after Heather. And we've seen Lisa explode. Like, you don't want the smoke. (laughs) Like, I feel like Heather is just getting herself in to a situation that she's just not going to be able to kind of get herself out of. And... uh, I know a lot of people are saying like Heather's had like such a rough few seasons that they feel like this could be like her redemption season. And I would love to see that because first season Heather Gay was like, I was like a Heather Gay stand, like Heather Gay all the way. And as the seasons went on, she kind of lost me. And I was hoping that I am still hoping that this season she'll be able to redeem herself and like win her way back into our hearts or at least mine, but I'm going to see, I'm going to have to wait and see how this plays out because I just feel like she's getting herself into some trouble bringing up the kids. So from there, we go to Angie K's house, right? So Angie K is a full-time housewife now. So we are going to get to see more of her family life. She has a beautiful home. Like it looks like, one of those homes where like you, it almost feels like not lived in because everything is just like crisp and clean. And it just looked like, it looks like very like over the top. And 
almost like you like don't want to do anything because it might get dirty. I don't know. I hope you guys know what I'm talking about. It just really does look like one of those homes, like more like a museum. You know what I mean? And I love that her daughter does like a Greek word of the day and she's very into like her Greek heritage and all of that. We learn that her and her husband had met when she was an assistant or an intern at a hair salon. And do they have interns at hair salons? I don't know how that works. Um, Regardless, I think maybe she was an assistant at a hair salon. And she saw this like muscle hot man and was just like swooning. Like, right. Like that was her guy. And uh, I mean, he is very attractive. I will tell you that. I do have one question though. I do want to know why he always wears a hat. I I noticed that like in every scene or any photo that they shared, he always has a hat on. Um, I don't know. Maybe it's just like an insecurity thing, but regardless, he is very attractive. So good for her. Um, We learn more about their business. She like in that moment, we know that they now own 10 hair salons. They own a cosmetology school. So they're doing very well for themselves. And that 10 hair salons, that's a lot. Like, I, I wonder if they're all in Salt Lake City or if they like have them in like other areas. But like, that just sounds like, I don't know how big Salt Lake City is, but it sounds like 10 in Salt Lake City. Like, that's a, like, are they the only hair salon in Salt Lake City? Like, they do everybody's hair. I have no idea. But they seem to be doing very well for themselves. And, uh, it almost seems like it almost seems like she doesn't prioritize her husband really like she's more concerned about like obviously like her daughter and like all and like the home and all of that and the business cuz i think she did say she ranked her priorities like number 1 is the daughter i believe her name is electra number 2 is the business number 3 is her husband and she does say like you will eventually get back to number one. Like he will eventually get back to the number one spot. But I think, and as the episode goes on, you can tell that like it may be causing like a rift in their relationship because if you remember from the trailer uh, for the entire season, it looks like they have some marriage issues. So I wonder if it's because he feels like he's not prioritizing her but I can't wait to see more about what goes on like with that whole situation, because I enjoy Angie K. I am liking her as a housewife. So, I mean, obviously I, I liked her last season a little bit, but I'm liking her more now. And I want to know more about her family life and I want to know more about the businesses. So I'm excited now that she's full time, that we get to have a more in-depth look into her life because I feel like stuff's going to start coming out. And then like, I don't think things are like, um, good on the home front. And I just want to know more about that situation. And uh, from there, guys, Monica Garcia. I talked a lot about her last episode. I am a fan. I really do just, I enjoy her so much. And in the next scene, we get to go to Monica's house and like meet her mom and her daughter And obviously we learned that she's like Portuguese and she has like this huge Portuguese background. And uh, 
I just, I like, I just loved that moment between her and her mom and her daughter, just like talking about like life and all of that. And her daughter is, I believe, 17, but she seems like very wise beyond her years. So we learned that like she lives not only more than like three minutes away from her mom and her grandma. And Monica starts talking about like her business and she owns, I believe it's called Brea Baby where she makes like crib bed sheets and swaddlers and like all this stuff for babies. I haven't looked at the website, but like from what they showed on the show, it looks like some cute stuff. So maybe go check that out. I don't know if she's still doing it, but obviously that was the business um, that she was doing at the time of the show. And she has this breakdown that we've seen for the past couple of weeks being teased and we get to it today where she sits down as her, her daughter and her mom. And she's talking about how she went into the Louis Vuitton store and she bought a purse because she felt like she needed to have something nice around these ladies. And I feel like that's very relatable, right? So like it, if you hang around maybe like a certain group of people that maybe are more well off than you are, you may try to like, what do they like? They say like keeping up with the Joneses, but you obviously really don't ever want to live beyond your means. So her daughter to me said it perfectly. She said, you shouldn't base your worth off of how much money you have. And for like your child to say that, I feel like a props to you because it just sounds like amazing parenting. Like you raised her well for her to like think that. And she's also right. So I feel like when these ladies come onto this show, they feel like they have to have like designer purses, designer clothing, high-end vehicles, like McMansions, two mansions and beyond. And I feel like it's nice to see someone coming in who isn't guys. And this is going to sound rude. And I hope that it doesn't because I really do love Monica Garcia. It's nice to see someone coming in who maybe isn't as financially established as the other ladies, because look, she's coming in. She's talking about how like she felt she had to go buy that bag. She has this little business that she's doing. So from here, we are only going to see her go up, right? So it's nice that in a couple of seasons, maybe, hopefully she's brought back for more, depending on how she is. It's only episode two. But maybe after three or four episodes, it's kind of like you started from the bottom, now we're here, right? <laughs> so we we'll get to see the progression of her success. And I feel like that is refreshing to see Then, aside from like someone coming in already, maybe having studied the show, spending $60,000, $70,000 on wardrobe for a season on clothes they'll probably never wear again. They're spending more on clothing and bags than they are probably earning for the season. No, that is it. Like, they're spending more than what they're actually making to be on the show just to portray a lifestyle that they 
can't afford to live. So to me, it's refreshing. And I feel like Monica, she is gorgeous. She seems like a great mother, like a good daughter. I feel like seeing her come in at this fresh point is going to be like very good and very like easy to watch and like enjoyable. So I just like, I felt for her in that moment because nobody should ever feel that like you are like your character or like who you are as a person is dependent on like the material things that you have. So I did. I felt for her because like, girl, just because you bought a Louis Vuitton purse, it's not going to make these girls like you anymore. Right. Some of them may already have a sideways eye at you. And maybe some of them are just going to like you for the way you are. Right. So the purse isn't really going to do anything for you, girlfriend, but I get what you're saying and like why you did it. And we learned so much more about Monica in this episode, right? Because there is a scene where Monica meets with Heather and they go shopping. And they kind of like open up to each other about a lot. And Monica, Heather asks Monica if she like grew up Mormon. And Monica tells her yes. And this is where I say like Heather really feels I, like I, to me, Heather really comes off as if she's like the authority on Mormonism because Heather has asked Monica if she is Mormon. And she's like, yeah, kind of like my mom was Mormon and I'm kind of like raising my kids like that way. And Heather's first reaction is like, oh my God, should like, we have not have had that champagne. Like we just, we shouldn't have had that. And I know Heather was joking, but like, she would never say that to Lisa. She's always talking about how Lisa is a tequila, like a liquor company owner, how she drinks, like all this stuff. She would never make that joke to Lisa Barlow. So it just came off a little weird that she like said that to her. But regardless, they like share their stories about um, being Mormon. And Monica tells her that, yeah, I am Mormon. I was married in the temple. And then she was excommunicated. Guys, if you remember a couple episodes ago, I gave you a theory about why Monica was excommunicated from the church. And I had told you guys that I had agreed with something I heard on another podcast that it was potentially because she got busted screwing her stepfather. That is not the case. (laughs) She was excommunicated from the church because she was screwing her brother-in-law for 18 months. This woman drops bombs on us every episode. I mean, last episode, we found out that she, like, called her friend in the Secret Service on Jen Shaw and then ended up being a witness in her federal case. Now we are learning that she was excommunicated from the church because she was fucking her ex-brother-in-law for 18 months. Now, it was her husband's sister's husband. So it wasn't her husband's brother or her ex. It wasn't her ex-husband's brother. It was her ex-husband's sister's husband. The church excommunicated her. They did like nothing to him. Like he walked away like scot-free, like nothing. They always apparently like just like 
punish the women, like the women. And that like blows my mind. Like, so he can just go around like slinging his pole all over the place. And like the only people that are going to get in trouble are the women. If they're, if they're like members of the church, like that is insane to me. I also started to wonder if the brother-in-law and his wife are still married. Like, did this cause them to get a divorce? Is how are they now looked at in the church? Like, is she looked at any differently? It like got my mind like rolling. And I it <laughs> I was shocked. So it wasn't her, it was not her father or stepfather. Not her father, Jesus Christ. She's not Mary Cosby. Um, it wasn't her stepfather it was her brother-in-law and uh, heather almost fell to the floor and let me tell you so did i i was like what it wasn't what i was expecting and i wasn't expecting it to come out in that moment right i was expecting it to come out later on in the season so i'm wondering if like the moment that i was picturing in the trailer if that's when she tells the other women so I mean, only time will tell, right? This is just crazy. This girl is like bringing it so far the past two episodes. And I can't wait to see what else is going to like come out of her mouth. I have a feeling she's going to be like spilling secrets. God only knows if they're true because she's probably got them from Jen Shaw. I don't know. But after that, while they're still shopping, Heather then like tells her that she doesn't like Angie Kay. And she feels like Angie K is like catty and jealous. And she tells her this because Heather during shopping had asked her how like she met the girls. And she had said that she knew Angie K through Jen Shaw and her and Angie had just like become friends and they maintained a friendship this entire time. Heather has it out for Angie K. And I just like, don't know why. And it is starting to make me wonder why Meredith also has it out for Angie K. Earlier in the episode, Angie K had said like she thinks that they're trying to ice her out. And I can see that because she wasn't invited on the girls' trip that they're going on at the end of this episode. She was excluded from this girls' trip, the girls' trip that was meant to bring the girls together and like move forward, but you're gonna exclude one of the main ladies on the show, like that part to me just like really didn't make any sense. So I understand where Heather is coming from, where she says that like she, that Angie had said like this rumor that um, she had sex with Jen. Girl, nobody thought you had sex with Jen. Everybody was pulling theories out of their ass because nobody could figure out how you got your freaking black eye. And like, it drove everyone insane for a whole season. So that is why she said that, because people were just speculating what the hell was going on. Nobody thinks that you had sex with Jen Shaw. I mean, your nose maybe has a little shit on her, on it from her because it was like you were brown nosing her a little bit, but like nobody thinks that like that was going on. Also, you're accusing Angie K of like diving head first into a friendship with Jen Shah when you literally stood by Jen Shah's side while she was going through all that legal stuff and people were looking at you sideways. She was calling you Shrek and you were like laughing about it. Like, ah, ha, 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 ha. like, no, she's like, 
like it you look people were looking at you a little funky with the way that you kept being friends with her so i don't think there is any room for heather gay to judge angie angie k for diving into a friendship with jen shaw um i don't know guys i'm excited for the next episode because they're going to this trixie motel the girl it ended with the girls arriving they still don't know that angie k is there i can only imagine like what Heather and Meredith's reaction are going to be. And I can't imagine that it's going to be pleasant, right? But hopefully, hopefully Trixie can like make light of the situation. And speaking of the Trixie motel, when they walked in, I was like, what the, I want to go there. That looks, <laughs> it looked like, it looked like Barbie shit pink everywhere. It was so it looked so cool. And the rooms looked funky. Like, everything about it was just, like, such a vibe. And I've never been to Palm Springs, but I feel like if I ever go, I'm going to have to stay a night at the Trixie Motel. But not before I call and ask them if they have 2003 Don Perignon <laughs> and room service. God bless Mary Cosby. The fact that she called them and asked them if they had Don Perignon 2003. I'm saying it incorrectly because that's the way that she was saying it. Um, So specific with the year, right? And I believe like she had said in a prior season that 2003 was like the best year for it. Um, But I just could not stop laughing at the fact that she had called the Trixie Motel and asked for that. And that poor person on the other line sounded like what the hell is this phone call that I'm on right now? It was just so funny. Also missed opportunity for Mary to not ask her son if he is married, because when she called the hotel, the motel, um, her son was sitting right next to her and we could have found out if he was married or just had a girlfriend. Just seemed like a missed opportunity for me, but regardless, I'm excited for the next episode. I want to see everything that's going down at the Trixie motel. I have a feeling that, Trixie is going to kick their asses right out of there. Like, thanks for coming. Don't come back again. <laughs> I mean, you're putting these housewives in there and they're just going to cause a shit show. I can only assume. And I'm here for every moment of what they're going to do. So I can't wait to see what happens next week, guys. We're obviously going to talk about it as juicy as it is. So hopefully we get some good content out of next episode. But enjoy it. And I will cannot wait to talk about Salt Lake City next week. All right, guys. There are a list of hot topics that I need to go through with you guys. Because ever since last week, we have gotten so many things that have come out in the Bravo world, right? So remember if last week I was telling you we still didn't have any statements from Carl and Lindsay in regards to their breakup. Well, turns out that a couple days ago, it came out in People Magazine that Carl had sent out a letter to family and friends in regards to his breakup with Lindsay. So I'm just going to read like a little bit of what it said. So it said, 
Words cannot possibly express how difficult the last two weeks have been for Lindsay and I. We are so incredibly sorry to all of our guests for the confusion and lack of communication. We were left trying to figure out how this all exactly happened before we could even have the opportunity to determine the path forward amongst ourselves. There have been a lot of false narratives and misunderstandings that the media, or I'm sorry, there have been a lot of false narratives and misunderstandings that have made this all more painful. But sadly, at this time, we are not moving forward with the wedding. The fact of the matter is, Lindsay is devastated, and I'm crushed with how all of this transpired. I graciously ask for some patience and grace to heal and recover while we navigate this extremely difficult time. I mean, please. Notice how he said Lindsay is devastated, right? So he is acknowledging that um, the guests had made commitments to this already and that they have like financial investments in traveling to Mexico for their wedding. He said, I don't take this lightly, or he said, I don't take this lightly uh, we are super grateful for the love and support you have shown us. We will do, I will, or he says, oh, he's saying that he will do what he can to help with any costs associated with changing plans. And then in like says that they can still use this opportunity to maybe take a vacation to Mexico. Guys, this was the letter that was sent out to family and friends. And uh, it was leaked to People Magazine. So when I had posted that letter on my Instagram, Sierra from Summerhouse had commented on that post and said, it's really fucking weird to think someone on their guest list would copy and paste their statement and send it to a fucking news outlet. Let me tell you, the internet went wild over that comment and agreed, right? So it's very odd that one of their family or friends would send this in to a magazine, right? It just goes to show that you probably can't trust everybody because everyone is looking for a moment. They process, it was probably someone very upset that had money invested or maybe just wanted to get back at Carl because they were upset for Lindsay. Nobody knows. What we did come to find out was that that letter was sent and signed by Carl. He, Lindsay had no say in that letter. She didn't approve it, anything like that. But he continued to make it sound like it was written on behalf of them when it wasn't. And we just got yesterday, because you're listening to this on Friday, Lindsay released her statement herself. And her statement says, I would like to start by saying... Thank you for allowing me the space and time to process my emotions, heal, and grieve the loss of not only my relationship, but my friendship with someone I considered my best friend for eight years. The last two weeks have been the most heartbreaking and emotional weeks of my life. My entire life and future was ripped out from underneath me, and I've had a hard time making sense of it all with no answers or closure on why. That is insane that she feels like she she just doesn't, she wasn't given any answers as to why this was done, right? She then goes on and says, I feel humiliated by how it went down 
and simultaneously heartbroken that it happened in the first place. My trust has been betrayed and coming to terms with the, or in coming to terms with that has been difficult for me. This was not my decision. And I do not agree with quitting a relationship at this level without trying everything possible first. I have spent the last couple of weeks finding my own closure and peace. I am forever grateful to my best friends who have not left my side and have been picking up the pieces of my heart and life every day from the fallout. I am still grieving and trying to process all that has happened, but I felt it was important to update you all. From the bottom of my heart, thank you for the love and support from my friends, family, castmates, and all of you for carrying me through. Signed, Lindsay. Now, that is completely different than what Carl had put out, right? Lindsay is saying that she, this was done, it was like, it was just kind of like thrown at her, right? She has no answers as to why. She doesn't know like what what came about, like how this all happened um, for them to like end their engagement. And to me, it just seems like, I mean, my, it's awful, right? Like this should not, like, I feel like it's, she's been such a, trooper of like I don't even know if that's the word she's been such a person that has been so looking forward to finding her soulmate her person to get married and have a family of her own and uh, it just seems a little odd to me it just seems a little odd that like she didn't have any idea right because Craig from Southern Charm did an interview with Page Six during his press tour for the new season of Southern Charm. And he said that there was a lot over the last couple of months that had transpired throughout the summer that kind of led them to where they are right now. Making it seem like there were probably arguments that occurred that obviously led Carl to want to call off the wedding. And I'm not surprised by that. Like, I didn't think that he just one day called a production and said, I'm breaking up with her out of nowhere, thinking, and she's thinking everything is like hunky dory and like a hundred, like they're 100% in the relationship. It just wasn't realistic to me. And Lindsay has every right to feel the way that she does because maybe to her, she thought that it was still going to happen regardless of the fights that occurred over the summer. Obviously, Carl was not thinking the same. Obviously, a lot of people weren't thinking the same because they all lived through this whole next season that's going to come out probably next year. They all lived with them through the summer, so they probably all saw that something wasn't right. So maybe they just weren't as surprised as Lindsay was. But I'm glad that they all banded around her and supported her. And I really do hope that she takes the time to heal and grieve the loss of the relationship. Because as I had said before, nothing would make me happier than to have single hot girl, Lindsay Hubbard, summer 2024. Because she deserves, I mean, she deserves the happiness, right? I mean, I know a lot of you have said like, oh, she's insufferable, all this stuff. And I mean, everyone has their traits and whatever, but everyone still deserves to find love. And I hope that she finds it. And 
I'm sure that she will. The right guy is out there. And who knows? I mean, she will, it'll probably, this may have just been a blessing in disguise for her. So sending nothing but well wishes to Lindsay. And uh, as for Carl, I'm kind of looking at him sideways right now. I'm not sending you any well wishes right now, my sir. Um, uh, I'm just, I need to know exactly what happened, but that was a lot for summer house. Like it was like, it all happened like within a few days. And I was like, Holy crap. Like you've got to be kidding me. And I know people were worried about like the financial commitment that they're that like the guests have made. And on Wednesday, Captain Lee did a podcast. His podcast is called Sandy. I don't know what the name of his podcast is. Captain Lee did a podcast and it is called Salty. Salty with Captain Lee. And he was talking about this entire situation with Carl and Lindsay. He did say that he did receive an email stating that the guests had until the 13th to get a full total refund on their rooms. So they were not left hanging. The guests had the opportunity to get their full refund. I don't know what's going on with the airfare. I mean, I'm sure there isn't really anything that they can do about that. Maybe you'll just get like a voucher, but at least you, at least if you did it, if you met the deadline of the 13th, you were going to get your money back on the room. So there's at least that. And he goes into more in depth um, about the situation. I'm not really going to get too much into it, um, but you can go listen to his podcast if you want to hear exactly what he had to say. He didn't say much, guys. He did start off by saying, like, he's not um, going to, like, divulge the conversation that he had with Carl about this situation. Um, but he did laugh at the fact that people thought that, like, he got someone else pregnant or that Lindsay was pregnant. So, like, there are, like, innuendos in there where you can kind of get as to, like, where he stands with everything. But it was still a good listen. And it's the first couple of minutes. So, if you want more info on what he had to say about it, go ahead and uh, check that out. But that is, I mean, what's going on over in Summer House. And that is crazy as hell. I mean, and I'm sure it's not going to be the last we hear of it. Because although that letter got leaked by one of the guests, that was only a state, that was only a letter to the guests. We still don't have a statement from Carl. I'm sure that'll come out within the next few days. But moving from the Hamptons and we're going all the way over to the other side of the country. We're going to LA because some shit went down with the Vanderpump rules people. So first of all, I believe it's uh face reality 16 had like posted this thing where they had broken down the clues of a potential cast member for the masked singer season 10 is coming out. They are like kind of teasing who's going to be on it before their premiere. I believe at the end of this month, and guys, this is a dead giveaway that Tom Sandoval is going to be on season 10 of The Masked Singer. Um, he starts off by saying, like, usually I'm pumped and like just giving these in, like these insinuations, like just kind of like making us believe that it's him because he's doing like all of these like he's dropping these hints in regards to like Vanderpump rules and all of that. So like there's the pumped thing. He says he's like the most hated guy in the sea right now, which obviously he is because everyone hated him because of what happened with Ariana. And then you can tell by the dance moves that this like creature was doing. It's just very Tom Sandoval. And the last clue that he dropped was like a picture of a Cardinal. Obviously Tom is from St. Louis, the St. Louis Cardinals. 
I'm very surprised that they kind of like gave that much away. I mean, granted, maybe not all the fans of The Masked Singer watch Vanderpump Rules, but I feel like it was just like way too easy. And from what I heard, it is him. There was a blind that went up where somebody was at the taping of his episode. But I mean, who's to say? That could be a lie. It's a blind, right? Nobody ever, you can't fully believe those things until it comes out. But I'm not surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if it is him. Like everything just kind of pointed to it being Tom Sandoval. Also, like, I can't, I don't know how they're going to stand listening to him sing because you've all seen the TikToks and the videos of him like doing these free outdoor concerts and it really just sounds like bad karaoke. So I'm just like, I don't watch the show, but I'm sure I'll catch clips of it here and there and I'm like not looking forward to it because he literally sounds like nails on a chalkboard to me. With that... The other day, it was Rachel's birthday. And Tom decided to comment on the most recent video on Rachel's Instagram feed. It's a video of her like a flower garden. He decides to comment on that post and saying that he hopes that she is finding the peace and healing that she deserves wishing her a happy birthday and then ends it with like, miss you friend. And uh, again, the internet went wild, right? Like, why are you like, leave the girl alone. You've already done enough damage to her. You know, she's trying to heal. That could have been a text message. That could have been a DM. You went straight to her in feed post and posted that knowing everybody was going to see it. And you were going to get like a reaction from the internet. And that is just like, sick that's like so narcissistic and like he knew what he was doing i don't care what anybody says he knew what he was doing and uh, it like just it just blew my mind that he even did that so from there rachel then posted to her instagram story that she had blocked tom she put like a little like circle with like the slash through it over his face And then put a sticker on it that was like bright pink that said, okay, bye. And let me tell you, it was that sticker for me because she was like solidifying the fact that like she did not care about his birthday wish, that she was just like done with him, right? The internet went wild. People started thinking that like she blocked the wrong Tom. I wouldn't be surprised because like that just seems like something that Rachel would do. But I did post a video. You can go check it out on my Instagram if you haven't seen it yet. She did not block the wrong Tom. What happened was when she blocked him, the part of his bio that said scientist went away. And his um, number of posts he had kind of dropped by two. It's just something that happens when you block someone. I blocked him for the sake of the video just to see if that's exactly what happened. And it was. So she didn't block the wrong person. She blocked the correct one. This fool then goes on like a red carpet for some type of promotion for special forces and does an interview with extra and they ask him about this and they ask him like, Oh, like we thought like you wish Rachel happy birthday. Like, did you see that she blocked you? And they asked him his thoughts on him being blocked by Rachel and he called her immature and thirsty, sir. 
The thirstiest thing out of that entire situation was the fact that you initially commented on her post looking for attention. The guy is such a douchebag. Like, it is just so ridiculous. I mean, granted, she's no angel, right? But, like, just let it be. Stop trying to, like, drag this out in the public. Could it be that this is just something that, like, they're doing to muster up still some talk because Scandal seems to be kind of dying down? Who knows? Do I think that? No. I think that he's just stupid enough to comment, and she was like, oh, yes, this is my opportunity to, like, show everyone that, like, I don't care about him anymore, and I'm going to post to my stories that I blocked him. She knew what she was doing, whether it was her or, like, someone on her team, quote-unquote, because I don't believe she has one now. But it was just so insane. And... uh, I just, I can't. I I couldn't, I couldn't. It went, as soon as I saw that video of him on the red carpet, I was like, sir, you have got to be kidding me. Who's to say what's going to happen with that? Hopefully, guys, I, re- I don't watch Special Forces, so I can care less about that show. Hopefully, Sandoval just dies down and we don't, Scandoval, sorry, just dies down and we don't have to hear about it anymore until next season which we'll probably get maybe beginning of 2024, like maybe end of winter, beginning of spring. Who knows? But he also said that he was going to be voting for Ariana on Dancing with the Stars. Like, sir, I'm sure she would rather you not, right? She, I'm sure she would rather go home than know that, like, you voted for her. Your extra votes would have kept her in the game. It's just, he is just, I can't with him. It is He's just too much, but... With that said, obviously, Dancing with the Stars is coming up. I don't know when it premieres, but we they did the official cast announcement. We have, obviously, Ariana. We've known for months that she was going to be on the show. Joining her is Mauricio, Kyle's um, husband from Real Housewives of Beverly Hills and his show, The Agency, uh, Netflix. I have a feeling he's going to be good, right? He's got, like, that Latin side, and he's going to, like have some moves and i think that it's going to be very interesting to see the family like front row at like the airing of the shows obviously everyone is still kind of speculating what's going on in his marriage um i myself am just waiting for that to play out on the show and not talking about it so good for the both of them i'm excited guys we got more bravo people and dancing with the stars with ariana and mauricio guys We got the season three trailer for Winter House. Now, you guys know I love my housewives, but I live for these non-housewife shows. Southern Charm, Southern Hospitality, Summer House, Vanderpump Rules, Family Karma, Winter House. Uh, Give that all to me. This trailer looked explosive. The full entire cast is going to be, um, let me, it's Kyle and Amanda and Danielle from um, Summer House, Brian Benny from Family Karma, Corey Kiefer, obviously from Winter House, um, Jason Cameron from Winter House. We have Alex Propson from Below Deck Sailing Yacht. We have Tom Schwartz from Vanderpump Rules. We have Malia and Katie from Below Deck. 
also, they have a podcast on this network. So check that out if you haven't. Um, and then there's a new girl, Casey. And I'm looking forward to meeting her. I've followed her for a while on Instagram. She's fabulous. Um, they have some guests that come. There's Riley from Below Deck. Um, Aisha. Sam from Summer House Girls. I'm sure to visit Corey. Uh, Captain Sandy made an appearance. I mean, it just looks explosive. It looks so good. And it's returning on Tuesday, October 24th at 9 p.m. You know we are going to talk about it. I can't wait. Go watch the trailer. I mean, it's just, it's so, the drama looks insane. Oh, and Jordan from Summer House Martha's Vineyard. Jordan is on there as well. So it's going to be good. And I, guys, I just like, oh, it's like all my shows are coming on at the same time. You listen to this on Friday. Last night was the premiere of Southern Charm, Southern Charm season nine. So guys, I have Southern Charm out right now. I have um, Real Houses of New York, Real Houses of Salt Lake City. I've got Below Deck. I've got um, Winter House coming up. I've got, I mean, I think, who, I mean, I don't even, there's just like so much on right now. But my shows are coming out. and Like, it's like fall TV. You know how when people like get back into like that back to school mode and like fall TV shows come out? Um, This is that for me because I'm looking forward to the shows that are coming out. And it is going to be, so good. And props to the Bravo social team, right? Because they did a teaser for Winter House. Um, and it was like, it was so good. You guys have to go check that out too. That's on my Instagram. But that was a lot. And we are at the end. And guys, I don't, I don't know. That was like, that was a lot. That was a lot of like hot topics going on right there. And so much happened. Um we had the filming of the Roni reunion yesterday. So hopefully by the time I talk to you guys next week, we'll get some like reunion looks. Who knows what the hell's going to come out um, uh, over the next seven days. But I hope that you guys have the best weekend. And I cannot wait to talk to you guys next week to see what the hell happened between now and then. And guys, it is football season so i'm gonna end every episode with the go bills because i need i need them to do better than they did last week this sunday so i will talk to you guys all next week and go bills a huda media production